This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Are You Kidding Podcast. I can listen with my kids. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids. Thank you, Enrique, for that intro. I still love that one. So, Brandon, guess who we're going to be interviewing today? Who? Well, I'll give you a hint. He's one of the best at baking. Who could it be? Well, he's standing right in front of us. He is Dove <laughs> Goldman. Woo! So, how are you doing? The crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Uh, good. But before we start, I wanna I wanna say a funny joke. Okay. Okay. So, well, what do you call an island populated entirely by cupcakes? An island populated entirely by cupcakes. Uh, delicious. I don't know. Well. Besides that, deserted. <laughs> ah, that was pretty good. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, so we know you're like the best baker. Ah, uh, no, really. I'm all right. So, so why right. did you start baking? So, um, I was in college, and I knew I wanted to be a chef. And so I went uh, to the best restaurant I could find uh, in the city I was living in, in Baltimore. It's this place called Savannah, and the chef was amazing. I was like, if I'm going to, you know, I want to be a chef, I want to work for the best. Yeah. And so uh, I went in and I'm like, hey, I want to be a chef. And she's like, you don't know how to cook. And I was like, yeah, but I want to learn how to cook. And she's like, yeah, but you learn how to cook somewhere else. This is the place you come when you already know how to cook. And I was like, man, come on. I really want to learn how to cook. And she was like, all right, I'll tell you what. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you bake cornbread for me like one day a week. And I was like, okay, I'll do it just to get my foot in the door. And so I, I went in and I baked cornbread and I started baking the cornbread and then I started baking the biscuits, the buttermilk biscuits. And then I started making cookies and then I started making different kinds of cakes. Then they taught me how to make ice cream. And so I learned all this pastry stuff, even though that's not what I wanted to, to do at first. I want to be a chef, mm. like fire and sweating and knives and you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. like when you see like people cutting and cooking and going crazy, that's what I wanted to do. But the only job she would give me was baking. And because I was, I, I just wanted to work for her. That I was like, okay, I'll learn anything you want to teach me. And while I was doing it, I like realized, I was like, you know, like I like cooking and I would do some cooking, you know, but 
I really liked the baking. And I think the reason why was that baking is so analytical, you know? Like, you have to follow a recipe. You know, you have to do some math. You have to um, know a little bit of chemistry, you know? And there's, like, there's so much science that goes into baking. And I think I just like to think about stuff, you know? And so I think that baking to me was just so fascinating because it was, like, Every time you put something in the oven, it's like a science project. Yeah, baking is pretty hard uh, compared to cooking because if you get one thing wrong, the whole, like, if you're making cake, it's, it's ruined. Yeah, and you can't, like, go back and fix it. You got to start over. Yeah. Every it's like time. a challenge. Yeah. yeah. And, and we all know you're a good baker, a great baker, <laughs> but you're also a great chef because, and you went on Iron Chef. So how was that? It was really fun. So I got to battle my friend Michael Simon, who is a very, very amazing cook, and, uh, we had a good time, you know, because, like, I don't think he was expecting that I, that I knew how to cook as much as I did. And I had never been on Iron Chef, so I didn't really know what to expect. So, we, like, we had a really fun time. So, yeah. you're, like, the underdog sort of. Oh, yeah. Like, in a cooking competition, in any competition, I'm the <laughs> underdog, always. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that are much better at me than basically everything. So, uh, so <laughs> well, you're really good at baking, yeah. though. I'm all right. So when you were 14, why did you make sandwiches, like, bigger than usual? Oh, okay. So I was working at this bagel shop, right? And uh, so my job was, like, making these sandwiches, but I almost got fired because I kept making the sandwiches too big, right? The thing is, is, like, the way they taught me how to make the sandwich, it was like, okay, you take the bagel, you put, like, one slice of cheese and then, like, two slices of meat and then, like, a tomato. And I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm like, that's not the sandwich I'd want to eat. Yeah, there's right, like no with, food in there. Yeah. You gotta be creative. Yeah, well, not even just creative. I just want a bigger sandwich. Yeah. So I'd be like, you know what? How about three slices of cheese? How about a, an inch of meat instead of just two slices? You know, making like big sandwiches that people really get excited about, which is cool because people really enjoy the sandwiches, but they were selling the sandwiches for a certain amount, right? So yeah. say $3.50. They had figured out that like, okay, a bagel plus one piece of cheese plus two slices of meat plus one tomato... Uh, and paying me, paying my salary, uh, uh, the sandwich should cost three dollars and fifty cents. Once I started adding all this extra meat and all this cheese to it, it made the sandwich way too expensive. And so we would still sell the sandwich for three dollars and fifty cents, but it might have costed four dollars to make. And so they were losing fifty cents on every sandwich I was selling. So they didn't like that. But so, they were better sandwiches. Yeah, they were better sandwiches. They, <laughs> better sandwiches. they should put that on the menu and like raise the price to like. Four dollars and fifty right. cents. Yeah, you'd be like, okay, you want like the regular sandwich? Like here it is. Yeah. You want like the Duff, like Dagwood? The Duff sandwich. Right. The Duff sandwich. Yeah, yeah, you know. It should be the Duff special. <laughs> and if I went to a bagel shop and got a bigger sandwich, I'd be super happy. Yeah, yeah. totally. And it brings more attention. So why wouldn't they like that? And the thing about bagels is like the bread is really substantial. You know, it's super chewy. Got to really get in there. You want a lot of meat because like that bread's gonna drown out anything that you put on there. If you have like two slices of Wonder Bread, you can put a piece of cheese on it and like you'll taste it because Wonder Bread's like air. But a bagel's like you know birthday. I love everything bagels. Like disguises the flavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, it's just too much and it's just like it's hard to get your mouth through it. So it's a whole thing. So if you could go back and talk to to the young Duff, what advice would you give yourself? Oh man. If I could go back and talk to the, uh, the young Duff, I would probably, I would say, um, huh, what would I say? Don't be arrogant. You know, I think that was, 
that was like like I like I used to think I was like the best at all this stuff, and you know, like as I got older, I realized I definitely wasn't, and I feel like I never like I wasn't able to like really truly start learning until I realized that I wasn't the best and I had a lot to learn. Yeah. You know? You're never perfect. You got to keep... Stay humble. Yeah. Stay humble. Yeah. So we all know that you had a bake-off between you and Buddy. Mm -hmm. So are we going to have a part two of that? We are. So Buddy's going to come back, you know, with a new plan, a new idea. Yeah, I think so. He is a tough competitor, man. That guy is a good cake decorator. Do you think he's your biggest competition? Uh, I don't, you know, it's fun. I don't think there's really competition in, you know, in the world of baking. You know, there's, there's, there's so many different kinds of things out there that it's not really about like who's better. You know, it's like who's doing something interesting, you know? It's being who, it's like more creative. Mm -hmm. Who's making the cooler stuff? Yeah, totally. It's just like, you know, I think that, um, you know, like everybody kind of brings their own point of view to it. You know what I mean? It's just like podcasts, right? Yeah. I mean, think about how many different kinds of podcasts are out there. You can't really say that, like, this one's better than that one. It's it's more like, okay, well, this one's interesting. This one's interesting for a different reason. And we know you have, like, you have a, a bakery, uh, Charm City Cakes. I do. How tough was it to, like, open it and, like, bring attention? Well, it was, it's funny because I, when I opened it, I didn't really want to, I wasn't trying to, like, have, like, a, a long business, I was um, in my early 20s, and I wanted to be a full-time musician. I wanted to be in a band. And so uh, I quit my job and started selling cakes so I could pay my rent so then I could go be in a band and, like, you know, go play concerts and, like, record albums and go on tour and do all that stuff. And having a full-time job, you can't do that. So I knew that if I was making cakes, I'd make my own schedule. So what instrument did you play? I'm a bass player. Oh, well... A long time ago, I played the piano, and my brother played the I played the drums, the drums and the guitar. Really? Yeah. The, yeah. The pian- I wasn't good at guitar, but I was, I was pretty decent at drums. Drums are fun, right? Yeah. yeah, and you get to, like, whack it. Uh-huh. it. I don't know. It just makes you feel, like, really, like, hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. But the thing about drums that I think is really fascinating, and just I, everybody can, everybody's a drummer, you know? I mean, whenever you listen to a song, you know, you're always tapping, and you're always doing stuff. But, like... Everybody has a, a, you know, a heartbeat and everybody's heartbeat is a rhythm and everybody is like, you know, when you're, when you're like still a baby, like, you know, in, in your mother's womb, all you hear is a heartbeat, you know? And so it's like, we're, we're sort of born with like this sense of rhythm that I think that's why, you know, rhythm is really powerful. That's why the drums are the, the I think the funnest. Yeah. Something about it's just so cool. Yeah, right. It just like there's like rhythm creates like like it's I know it's weird, but it's like rhythm kind of creates like a satisfaction, you know. And like same thing with like harmony, you know. Like you know when when you hear a harmony, like it sounds good to people, right? And then you hear something that's dissonant, and it's like you can tell that like "Mm, that doesn't sound quite right. But like the same harmonies sound good to lots of different people. The same thing with rhythm. When, you, when you're creating rhythm, especially when you're doing it in a group with other people, there's something like you really feel connected to all the other people. I, I think being in a band was really good for you. Yeah, in a uh, band, like, it brings out the vibes. Yeah, totally. Like, it really does. What was the name of the band? I had a few different ones. Uh, one was So I Had To was the name of the band. We were all instrumental, like a really weirdo band. <laughs> um, I was in an emo band called Two Day Romance. Right? That's good. 
And then now I'm in a band. It's all chefs, and we're called Foie Grock. Oh. <laughs> so what is it? What chefs? Uh, so my sous chef, Jeff Manthorn. Our singer is Bruce Kalman, who's a chef out in Los Angeles. And then our drummer is this guy, Fran, who works front of the house at a restaurant in Los Angeles, too. When's the next concert? Uh, you know, Bruce just moved to Vegas. And so I don't know if we have anything planned. You guys have to do a show. I'm I know. Well, to go. Got, yeah, I mean, our singer moved away. So, you know, oh. we got to sort of figure it out. <laughs> so is there anything that people request that you hate making? Hmm. Really? No, I don't think so. Because, I mean, you know, it's like there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you could find would be, like, tedious. But the trick is to make it fun for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you guys have, like, a class that you'd like, oh, history. I don't want to go to history. <laughs> but you can make it fun for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I I'd actually love history because it's, like, stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, like, one of my favorite classes, too. Because, like, yeah. you learn so much about what happened in the world? Yeah, yeah, it's and super like interesting. you not only learn, you, not only do you learn what happened, but you kind of learn like what to do the next time something happens. Hopefully, that's the goal. You don't <laughs> want to make the same mistake twice. You never want to make the same mistake twice. Yeah, I, for me, I like history. Yeah, but I'm in sixth grade, and it's it's not that easy. It's not this easy. This is a test. Yeah. So, <laughs> but if you like turn it into a story. You know, like if, uh, like, did you see Star Wars? Uh, yes. Yeah. Right? So, like, you know, you could tell me the story of Star Wars. So, if you turn, like, the history that you're learning into a story and make it real for yourself, you'll remember everything. Yeah. That, that is, that's true. I'm going to start doing that now. Yeah. Make a story. So, how do you feel about judging kids' baking competitions? Judging kids' baking is one of my favorite things. It's my favorite show. I love it. You know, those kids are incredible. And it's like... You know, when they come in and they can, like, they know how to do stuff that, like, I didn't learn until I was, like, 30. I'm like, what? Man, I wish I had YouTube. <laughs> it's like for us, when people, like, people, when they look at us and we're, like, kids with a business, they're like, no way. Yeah. And then when they realize that we, it's an actual thing, they're like, that's crazy. Because, like, not a lot of kids have their own company. Usually yeah. it's just adults, people who are just, like, I don't know, just yeah. like really up there yeah, like yeah, in their yeah. 40s and stuff. But when they see us and they say, 12-year-old CEO, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, you know, the, the nice thing is, is that, like, I, I think you guys are learning a lot of lessons that takes a lot of other people a lot longer to learn. You know, and you're, you're going to be, you're learning stuff now. You're going to have it with you for the rest of your life. You know, it's really good. This is, this is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I love these socks. <laughs> they are really cool. Which one should I wear today? Um, For in my opinion, my favorite one out of all of these is the autism awareness yeah. socks because like pops out and it's just like so vibrant. Yeah, it is. Yeah, these are really great, and all of them for a good cause as well. So, do you prefer judging kids or adults when it comes to baking? Oh man, that's a good question. I think um, you know they're different. You know, I think it's uh, like with I, I find that kids are a lot more uh, enthusiastic. You know, because things are still, like, really new. And, you know, I, I find that I kind of bake like a kid because, like, like even now, like, you think about, like, how many trays of cookies have I put in the oven, you know? Probably 15,000. That's right? a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I've been yeah. baking a long <laughs> wow. time. But um, today, still, when I put cookies in the oven, 
I'm excited because I don't know if it's going to work or not. You know, and it's really exciting. I'm like, are they going to rise? Are they going to do what they're supposed to do? Are they going to stay together? Did I put the right amount of flour? You know, all the, all those different things. It's still exciting for me, you know, and like when things work, like when a muffin rises, I'm like, oh my God, it worked. This is great. You know? And so I think that there's a, there's like a uh, enthusiasm that I really share with kids. Um, but with adults, I find that I learn so much, you know, like, when I'm judging, like, the, the shows, like, with the adults on it, like, th- the people I'm judging know just as much, if not more, than I do. And I'm the, the, I think that I've become a much better chef by judging all these shows and, and watching people who are really, really good bakers and, like, really serious about it, like, really know what they're talking about. So, I don't know. Kids and adults, like, they're fun for different reasons. Yeah, and speaking of, like, you when you watch The Cookies Rise... I kind of do it for popcorn, like when you put the bag in there. I just like watching the bag pop. I don't know why. Yeah, because it's awesome. Yeah, so... so. Wait, have you ever had Jiffy Pop? Um, what? Jiffy Pops? You've never had Jiffy Pop? You, well, I mean, you got to go get Jiffy Pop. Which, what I'm talking to mom right now. Jiffy Pop is so much cooler than microwave popcorn. You don't know what Jiffy Pop... <gasps> well, we have Skinny oh. Pop. All right, so... Yeah, so <laughs> you don't know what that is. So Jiffy Pop... You buy it in the store, and it's, it's, it comes in its own pan, and you put it on the fire. You put it on the stove, and you cook it. And then as the popcorn starts popping, it's in, like, this weird, like, foil thing that's, like, a spiral. And so as it pops, it, like, and it, like, gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and, like, until it, like, becomes this thing. But you got to pull it off right away. You got to pull it. As soon as, like, it's you got it's got to be done. So you leave it on there too long, it all burns on the bottom, and burnt popcorn tastes like garbage. Yeah, I hate burnt popcorn. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> I won't even eat it. It's that bad. It's super bad, yeah. So so we all know you. So what do you like doing better, uh, baking or cooking? Well, I, you know, I do like them both. I think it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. That's like picking your favorite, like, that's like saying, like, what's your favorite Zeppelin song? You know what I mean? Like, just depends on your mood, you know? Like, sometimes, like, you're in the mood for Stay Away to Heaven. Sometimes you're in the mood for In My Time of Dying. You just never know, you know? Yeah, and sometimes I'm, like, in a different mood to, like, wear some socks. Like, I don't know what sock to wear. Right. Sometimes I'm in an uh, autism awareness mood or the stand up to cancer sock. Right, you just don't know. It's just like you got to, you know, you got to wake up, you just got to feel, you got to trust your gut, mm-hmm. you know? Not trust you your gut. Got to go what your heart tells you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we know that you you like we know that the practice of zadaka, <laughs> did I say it right? Zadaka. Zadaka. Yeah. Okay. It's very important to you. Yeah. Do you think that philanthropy, philanthropy and businesses should go hand in hand? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I you know, I think it's uh I think it's really important that you know, not only do people run their companies ethically, you know, treat their employees well, you know, do the right things, you know, making the right decisions, making sure that, you know, your carbon footprint isn't too big, making sure your hiring practices are, you know, all that stuff, like making sure you're running a good ethical company. But, you know, companies exist at the pleasure of their communities. And it's really important for people that own companies to be involved in their communities. I mean, the people in my community in Baltimore are the people that buy my cakes. And, I need to be taking care of my community because they're taking care of me. They're coming in and, you know, they're buying cakes and that's, that makes it so I can pay my rent and keep the lights on and buy more sugar and flour and all that stuff. So it, it, I think it's really important because it creates a, you know, it, it, it creates a more holistic environment. 
you know, so I think, you know, it's really important. And most companies do, you know, I, f I tend to find that most of the time companies, when, they're, when their profit margin is enough, you know, where they can actually afford to, to do good work, they usually do because I find that entrepreneurs like yourselves are real people that have overcome huge obstacles. You know, running a business isn't easy. Starting a business isn't easy. And it takes a special kind of person to be good at it, you know? And usually the kinds of people that are good at running a business are thoughtful and they come from somewhere humble and they understand that sometimes it just takes a little bit to, you know, everybody needs some help once in a while. And, you know, I've definitely needed help in the course of my business. And knowing that and understanding those things makes it so, you know, not giving just doesn't compute for me. Yeah, and speaking about giving back, we love giving back. And if all companies, like, if everyone gave back, the world would be so much different. And you never know if one day you'll need help. Absolutely. So we just want to thank you for being here and being on our podcast and talking with us. So, oh, okay, we have an idea. So <laughs> Let's hear it. what if we can make a baking sock? A baking sock? Um, yeah, what if like... Or a cake sock. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Oh, you could do like measurement conversions on it, you know? You could like have a sock that has like, you know, like like one gallon equals 64 ounces or like three teaspoons equal a tablespoon or like there's... You know, four cups in a quart. You know, stuff like that. Okay, so forget to be like, oh, let me look at my sock. Yeah, what is it again? Oh, that's right. It's, it's <laughs> like a tablespoons. <laughs> so in my math class, uh, for some tests, they have like this cheat the, sheet. The no, not the cheat sheet. <laughs> um, it, it's like a. It says like what the gallon like how much quarts are in a gallon. Conversion sheet. And we yeah, conversion sheet. We could probably do that on a sock. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we just want to thank you for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Hey, you guys, this is really fun. You know, yeah. you yeah. guys are impressive. Thank man. you. This is really great. Thank you. Thank you. You just heard Are You Kidding Podcast. You guys are the best, best, best. With brothers Sebastian and Brandon Martinez, who are kids helping kids. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. 
We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.